friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I am so glad that you've tuned in this week. I know that it is summer, that schedules are completely off right now. If you've got kiddos at home or maybe you're traveling with vacations and summer plans. So I truly appreciate you taking the time to be here to listen to this week's episode. Let me tell you, it's going to be a good one and you're going to be so glad you tuned in. This week, we're talking all about productivity, which is kind of a theme for my summer, in case you haven't noticed from the last few episodes. I love summertime. It's a great time to spend time with your family or to get outdoors and be with your kids while they're home from school, but it can be really overwhelming for a mom who's trying to also run a business from home. When you're not going to an office working nine to five hours and you're home and you're trying to balance that whole work from home, be a fun mom in the summer thing, it can be a little overwhelming. And I'm right there with you. Trust me, I've had days where I feel like I'm just really rocking it and getting everything done. And then I have days where I feel like I'm completely failing in all aspects of my life and business. But it's definitely that harmony that we talked about before of some days things are going to take precedence over work and some days work is going to take precedence over other things. So you just have to figure out a rhythm that works for you. And one of the best things I have done is put into place a lot of what Brittany and I are going to talk about in today's episode. When I did this interview with her, it was right before sort of all the summer fun activities, school was getting out, things were starting to kind of ramp up for the summer break. And I loved our conversation so much because it gave me some really great practical tips I could put into place to make sure that I was ending my day every day, knowing I felt accomplished knowing that I knew exactly what I needed to get done the next day and just feeling like I was in control of my schedule a little bit more as opposed to my schedule kind of running me. And so I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation that she and I have. Another fun thing that came out of this conversation was she talks about an app called GoodNotes and it's for your iPhone or your um, iPad. I downloaded it on both. So the nice thing is, is it kind of it speaks to each other. So I can put a note into my iPhone and it will show up on the iPad or vice versa. And it has been a game changer. So it's been so good because I can have sort of a home for all of my content, my ideas. When I come up with a topic for something, whether it's for this podcast or a post I want to put on Instagram or a new real idea, or if I'm interviewing somebody for the podcast, I can keep all my interview notes in one folder inside the GoodNotes app. Instead of having 5 million different notebooks floating around, which I've been that woman who has like notebooks galore. Like I tend to find myself strolling down the target aisle, looking at all the really pretty notebooks, reminding myself that I have five at home that are only like halfway filled. So GoodNotes has been a super amazing app and I'm not sponsored by them. This is, there's no referral code. There's no discount code. It's $7 for life or $8, somewhere in that range. I just wanted to let you know that in this conversation, we talk about that app and I personally have downloaded it and used it on a daily basis since chatting with Brittany about it. So that is one thing that if you are looking for a way to kind of organize your ideas and your thoughts and your to-do list, all the things, 
um, and you have an Apple phone or iPad, I recommend the GoodNotes app for sure. But that's just one of the small takeaways. You're going to have so many more coming out of this conversation. So let me tell you a little bit about Brittany. Brittany Dixon, she's a mother of twins, Kenna and Layla. She started her entrepreneurial journey in 2015 when she started her professional organizing business, Clutter Control Girls. This lady is the organizing max queen. Like not only does she, does she used to organize for a living, but she just has the brain that has everything organized that I wish that I had. She then ventured into online business world in 2017 when Brittany and Co. was born. Prior to starting all that, she spent 12 years in customer service, event planning, and hospitality, which anyone who's done event planning knows you've got to be super on top of things. And she definitely has the personality for that. So she is the owner of Process for Profit by Brittany and Co. It's, she's a podcaster, business strategy, and productivity coach. She helps highly driven entrepreneurs implement day-to-day operations, project management systems, processes, and strategies to free up their time to do big things in their zone of genius. That is something that I'm really kind of honing in on, especially in this season of summertime, is what are the things that are within my zone of genius? What are the things that I'm really good at in my business? And what are the things that I either need to delegate or that I need to find a way to streamline and automate so that I'm not having to do those things on a regular basis. I'm in a season where I'm definitely trying to work smarter, not harder. So hopefully you will find that same value in this conversation. One quick note before we get into my conversation with Brittany, don't forget if you have not downloaded your productivity guide, it is in the show notes. It is 10 tips for being more productive this summer while you have kiddos at home. It will help you to feel like you are getting stuff done while still having fun. So go download that. It's got some really amazing tips in there. Several of them I shared on the last episode, but um, there's more in there than what was in the podcast. So make sure you go download that. It's in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get to my conversation with Brittany Dixon. All right, guys, we are here with Brittany Dixon today here on the Girl Means Business podcast. Hi, Brittany. Welcome. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. I really appreciate it. And we are going to be talking today all about productivity, which I know is a huge, huge piece. I know, especially for all of us with little ones at home or, you know, getting into summer break when they're going to be home, even if they're school age. And so this is a big, big topic that I know a lot of us struggle with. So I'm really excited to get into that today. But before we dive into all of that, I want to know more about you. So tell us a little bit about like who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your journey into what you do now. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So where do I start? Uh, I'm a small town girl. I actually live outside of Columbus, Ohio. It's London, Ohio, not the cool one where you get the accent and all that good stuff. But um, really I grew up and I was always that organized type A planner person. I had the color coded sticky notes in my binders when I was 16. People thought I was weird. It was a whole thing. Um, And when I got out of school, I was in hospitality. So I did food service for quite a while. And then I worked for a wedding planner because I thought that would be really awesome to like be a planner and do events and like creative. So I started doing that and quickly found out that I hated weddings. (laughs) I loved the logistics and like the planning and back end, which makes sense with what I do now, but um, hated weddings. So I actually worked for a corporate company, corporate restaurant doing event planning and sales. So 
kind of the same thing more in the corporate space, less the wedding side. Um, I actually got let go from there because they did not like the out of the box thinking that I did, which in hindsight worked out great for me. Right. (laughs) Um, but I dove into my business and when I first started, I actually organized houses. So, um, essentially I went in, did the whole Marie Kondo, like organize your stuff, declutter, all of that fun stuff. Um, but then I found this online space and hired a coach and she was like, Oh my goodness, you could reach so many more people if you just taught organization, productivity, things like that. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to learn what this is. So um, essentially got into productivity coaching. That kind of led into systems and operations consulting, which is what we do now. Um, But the short version of that is I went from organizing events to organizing houses to organizing businesses. So um, I'm actually a mom of twins. I'm a dog mom. Um, I love cake decorating and uh, all that fun stuff on the side. So so basically you're everything that I wish I was <laughs> organized. I, know, I, have, I have people productive. that are like, can I just borrow your brain for like a day? And I'm like, eh, it's kind of a scary place. I don't know if you want there. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah. I love like when you're talking about like you were like the color coded and (laughs) you liked everything where I'm like, I wish so much that my brain worked that way because I (laughs) look at like the home edit Instagram page or like all of those, like I walk in container store and it makes me so happy, but then I'm immediately followed up by like overwhelm of, I don't even know where to begin. So that's pretty much how I think a lot of people feel, especially anyone listening to this and thinking, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I walk into those stores, I look at those posts. I'm like, that looks amazing, (laughs) but where do you even begin? So today we're going to dive into kind of the, where do you begin when it comes to the productivity side of your business, which I think is really exciting. Um, yeah. So, okay. You talked a little bit about, you know, the, you do productivity coaching, but also you get into like systems and things like that with your clients. Can you talk a little bit before we get into productivity? What does that mean exactly? Because I think people hear those terms, they sound kind of like these buzzwords, but we don't really know what they are. (laughs) Yeah. So essentially what I found when I got into the online space is that, So many people had all these amazing ideas. They were fantastic at what they did, but they were being held back from their potential because they didn't have really great workflows and operations in the back end of their business. So 
This goes all the way down to organizing your email inbox and clearing that clutter, um, all the way up to setting up a full-blown system that does email marketing and courses and things like that. So, um, and I kind of dive into all of that. So it's really just how can you be more efficient with your time? Um, a lot of that is just workflows in general so that you can pass stuff off to other team members potentially um, so that you're doing things the same way every time. So you have consistency and you're not doing things a different way every time you do it. (laughs) Um, and then as far as like bigger systems, like, um, Kajabi, Kartra, things like that. So it's kind of across the board and everybody talks about systems and they think about tools. Like that's the first place their mind goes. But honestly, a system is like a checklist of how to do something. And everything's a system, literally everything. I mean, if you think about making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? Like there's a step-by-step process to that. I think I did that in school and they're like, nope, you missed that step. You didn't say pick up the knife. You're not allowed to have the knife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So systems are not just the tools. It's how you use the tools and the workflows within the tools. Yeah. I recently talked to an online business manager and we were talking about like how to create these systems and the fact that like, yeah, you're already doing them. And the the next thing to do is to like, start like really figuring out like, what is it that you do every time? Because there there is a system that you already do, or there are a, there's an outline for that. And so being able to go in and say like, okay, this is step one. I was like, and writing those down because at some point, either you may have to hand it off to somebody or you may hire somebody or God forbid something happens to you and somebody needs to take over. Um, you, You know, it's good to have those kind of written out. And I'm a visual person. I like to have like, sort of a roadmap. So I do that with all yeah. of my systems. I sit down and I go through and I'm like, okay, what does this look like? And I break it down to like every little, like, so even down to, okay, I have to log into this program yes. or I have to, you know, make sure I click this button or whatever. Yeah. And I tell people that all the time. I'm, I tell them as long as you're doing it, you might as well document what you're doing. I know it takes extra time that first time, but it's going to save you so much time in the long run. Because like you said, you can hand that off and say, go log into this thing, click this button, do this, use this template. Like you can walk somebody through that and then they can take that over and you don't have to be the person doing that. Now they make some really awesome tools that do that now, right? So they have Loom and screen recording software. So you can walk them through in a video, which is even better. But instead of just doing it, document while you're doing it, and then you'll be able to pass that off a lot faster. Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. You mentioned about, and I wrote this down, it says, how can you be more efficient with your time? So I want to get into yeah. that, which is the productivity side, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I know a lot of us, like I said, have little ones at home or we are, you know, you're building a business outside of your full nine to five job, or you've got other responsibilities going on. So finding, or even if your business is your full-time job, it's still being efficient with your time is one of the best things you can do for business, but also one of the hardest things for a lot of people to really do. So I want to get into what are some ways that you have found or that you coach your clients on when it comes to productivity? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I always start with bigger picture and reverse engineer backwards. Um, I, I always tell my clients, it would be amazing to just go on a road trip and take all the turns and just drive wherever. And that would be so much fun. 
not a great way to build a sustainable business. <laughs> so you really need to have an end destination in mind and what that bigger picture looks like and what you want to do with your business. Now, does that mean we're not going to take detours and shortcuts and turns? Absolutely not because we are, but now at least we know where we're going. So it's so much easier to like keep moving forward to get there. So I always start with bigger picture. Like what are you even in business for and what do you want out of this? And then kind of back from that, like from some tangible things. I actually use my BCO buckets and it works out to be my branding, but um, business development, client services, and operations. Those are kind of the three core buckets that your tasks will fall within. Um, Business development is going to be all of the sales, prospecting, reaching out, following up, being on podcasts, being on masterclasses, whatever that looks like, but things that are growing the business. Then you have client services. And I work mostly with service-based, but this could be customer service too, if you're product-based. But it's essentially any kind of client fulfillment, your calls, um, meetings with clients, doing client work, whatever that looks like for you. And then operations is all that other stuff that no one wants to deal with. (laughs) All the backend admin work and email and finances and all of that jazz. But I start to tell people time block into those buckets because if you are in like business development mode and then you go do client stuff and then you go do operations stuff, like something's going to suffer because every time you switch tasks or types of tasks, your productivity goes down hardcore. (laughs) Um, So definitely using those buckets to time block is one of the biggest like tangible things that I've been able to give my clients and show them. If you just start blocking in these times, you're going to start being a lot more productive with your time for sure. I love that. I'm sorry. I'm like jotting down notes. Oh, left right. sure. <laughs> I love that when you switch tasks, like that's when you lose things. That's so true because throughout your day, you know, and I was telling my husband this the other day, I was like, oh, it's the frustrating part when I have like, I have a little one home sick with me right now. And I'm like, the frustrating yeah. part is that I get like 10, 15 minute sections of time. And yep. so, and they're broken up, you know, because she needs something or I've got to do something else or whatever. And those 10 to 15 minutes of time, is usually not enough time to dive deep into something. And so I feel like I'm yep. constantly, my brain is like switching from one tab to another. And yep. <laughs> every time I open it or like move to another tab, I have to like re kind of calibrate myself. I'm like, okay, what, where was I? Where did I leave off? What am I doing? What am I focusing yep. on? And then I've just lost like the first three to five minutes of my time because I'm recalibrating. (laughs) Yep. And when you're in the bucket, right? So like that, you're just in that mindset. So say you're in the client work bucket, you can switch from client to client, but you're still in that same mindset of like doing the client work and scheduling calls and meetings and things like that. So it's the same types of tasks. Now there's still focus lost switching between clients. Right. But I think that if you're in that same genre of tasks, it's a lot easier than if you're like, oh, let me go over to operations and do financials. And now let me come in and do some client work. And now let's do some podcasts. Like those types of tasks, you're all over the place and are going to lose tons of focus for sure. So do you recommend then on the, with the three buckets, like doing like a full day of business stuff and then a full day of operations and a full day of client, or do you recommend even like within your day, can you break it into those different buckets? Um, you can definitely break it into those different buckets throughout the day, but do more time blocking. Um, that actually kind of leads into the second tangible piece of this is I have all of my clients create an ideal schedule for themselves. Like 
what would a perfect week look like for you in those three buckets and with personal time, right? Like for me, I don't want to work weekends. Now we all have seasons in our business that we will. We're all, we all have seasons in our business that we're working late, that we're bouncing around, like that happens, right? But in an ideal world, I would like to take weekends off. Um, I typically use Mondays for business development and operations, and I split it in half. Uh, My Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are typically very heavy client days. So client meetings and client work. And then my Fridays are pretty heavy on business development operations too. So I kind of bookend mine, um, but I have business development for an hour every day. And I actually map this out, this ideal schedule on a Google calendar so that I can have it underneath my regular Google calendar to see if things are actually fitting in to the buckets that I've planned out. Um, And your ideal schedule may change too, like season to season. So update that. But really laying out and saying like, in a perfect world, what do I want my week to look like? And start breaking up tasks that way. Okay, so... Let's go with the idea of like the perfect schedule. So we'll just kind of go with like yours where you have like the bookend Monday, Friday is your business operations, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday client. What do you do though? Because we all have those weeks where things are crazy and like your time, your vision of your perfect week gets turned upside down, whether it is, you know, you have a sick kid or you get sick or you have vacation planned or whatever. How do you handle when you're thrown out of your schedule? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I have a weekly planning process that I follow every single Friday. Um, And then I have an end of day process to recalibrate that because we all know you can plan an entire week and then Monday comes and the dominoes come falling down, right? (laughs) Um, So I think with that, with planning, you just have, it seems really structured and people that especially creatives are like, I don't want all that structure but it actually gives you a lot more freedom because you're being more proactive and you're like, I'm going to get this done a week early. So then if something like that happens, you now know you have buffer time. Um, So on my Fridays, I typically am mapping out my entire next week based on my calendar and my tasks inside of my Asana project management tool. Um, And I will lay out what my week looks like for that week. Um, And trying to make sure that it fits within the buckets that I've mapped out in my ideal schedule. Now, I dive in at the end of the day and kind of recalibrate that. We can talk about that in a second. But I really have that weekly planning session is very key to like getting stuff done for sure. Yeah, because I'm one of those people who like, I don't like being, I don't want to say trapped. I don't like being forced into like, okay, this is when you have to do exactly. these things. Exactly. <clears throat> you know, I'm an Enneagram 7. I yeah. <laughs> am like, I. everything you just said, like that was me. And so I get very antsy when I think about the idea of like, okay, I have to be super structured and every Monday has to look like this. And I'm like, well, what if I want to go to lunch with a friend on Monday? What if I, you know, want to do something else on Tuesday? So I like what you're saying about how like kind of looking at your schedule and building in those times of, okay, you know, Tuesday afternoon you can be free to go do this, but then you're going to have to kind of work ahead of time or work after time or whatever, kind of figuring it out. That's why I think the biggest misconception people have about starting a business is they think, okay, I'm going to be able to just work in these little pockets of time and build this successful business. And you can do that with a hobby and you can do that with like a baby business. That's not really making a whole lot of money and not have, doesn't have a whole lot of clients. But if you're really trying to scale your business, you have to have some kind of sort of structure and, um, well, certainly not, I guess, commitment, but you have to be willing to 
force yourself. That's not what I want to say. Not force yourself. You have to be willing to commit to the time that's going to take oh, for sure. to do your business. Yeah. And that's again, why I start with that big picture, right? Like my big picture looks completely different than your big picture. So I, a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, I can use these same principles, but if somebody tells me they're like, Oh, I just want to get to six figures and that's it. Like, I don't want to ever like low six figures. Like, okay, I want to get to hundred K that's it. I don't want to grow it anywhere past that. It's totally fine. Their ideal schedule and time blocking and productivity and planning will look completely different than someone that says, I actually want to build a million dollar business, right? Because you have different priorities and things like that. Now, one thing I also see people not doing is blocking in personal time first. (laughs) Um, I actually, at the beginning of the year, I go map out all the vacations that I know we're planning or potentially planning. I block off um, weekends so that nobody can get in weekends. I also try to block off if I'm going to like conferences, buffer time, like before and after. So um, a lot of times when people are doing this ideal schedule too, they realize they're like, I don't actually have as much time as I thought I did. Um, I've worked with clients where they're like, oh, I have 40 hours Monday through Friday. And then they're like, oh, but I have yoga for an hour, two days a week recurring. So there's two hours gone. And like, we keep taking this away and they're like, so I actually have like 27 hours and I've been trying to cram 40 hours of work into that. <laughs> so, um, again, it's going to look different for everybody, but you just really have to be, like you said, consistent with blocking that time. If this is something that you're trying to do and grow your business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Um, Yeah, I think that's, I love that. And I had that happen with a mentor I worked with, like, I, she had me track everything I did for like, I think it was for an entire week. So it would be like, okay, if I sat down to check email, if I was scrolling Facebook or Instagram or anything, and we went back and we looked at, okay, how many hours of actual work time was I using or implementing? 
And it was pretty eye-opening to see, like, we think that we're working really like all these hours. Um, <laughs> we're really not. We're really not. <laughs> but between the tab switching and you're like bouncing back and forth between a million things and checking email and notifications, that's another productivity killer. Like turn off your notifications, just do it. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's just, it, it kills your productivity. You're thinking yeah. more and you're really not. One thing I've done, speaking of the notifications, is I have turned off a lot of notifications on my phone. And I also, like, I redid my phone, like, home screen. So instead of having, like, for example, the Instagram actual icon, (laughs) it's like a shortcut button. So it doesn't give me the little, like, red, you know, circle with how many notifications I have when I look at my home screen. But what's exciting is because I've turned off notifications. When I do log into, like, Instagram or when I do open my email, I'm like, ooh, look at all the things I have to do. Right. Instead it's of still like, there. It's, it's not still going there. away. No. It's just not. It, everybody has this squirrel brain where it's like they see the red dot and they think they have to check it. I, I have done an experiment before where I completely didn't check my email for 24 hours and nothing happened. Like, <laughs> nothing happened. There's nothing that crucial in there that's going to yeah. like break your business if you don't respond. Like I literally turned on an autoresponder and said, trying this thing out and I'm not checking email for 24 hours. If you need yeah. me, text me no one texted me. Like, yeah. Well, and I do that anytime that we like go on a vacation or anything, or if I'm at a conference, like I will put on an autoresponder, be like, I will be back with you when I return. Um, or when I return to the office is what I say. Yeah. And yeah, like nobody sends me hate mail (laughs) telling me how dare you not respond to me while you're on vacation. Um, you know, people, we've all set the, we've all set these like unrealistic expectations on ourselves that we have to like respond immediately. Um, and it also, when you're working with clients, especially that is a terrible habit to start. Like you really need to have boundaries. Um, there's tools inside of Gmail that allows you to schedule emails. So if it's on your brain and you need to send it to them, do not send it at 8 PM because then they're going to think they can email you at 8 PM and then you're going to answer it. So schedule that for the next morning so that they can see that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you really just have to put some of these, it's almost like filters and boundaries, even just on yourself to be able to get stuff done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And if you, the sooner you start that, the better, because I know I wish that I had put those things in place years ago, um, in my business and it's so much easier to do it. It's just like trying to, you know, learn anything. You learn easier when you're younger than you do when you're older, your brain takes it in. And so once you set all these habits, like as, you know, coming from a photography background, I would, I would let clients text me and I would text them back at all hours. And, you know, I wanted to be like super, um, you know, friendly with them and like accessible. And then now there's times when my husband's like, can you please just stop? Like it's It's, 10 o'clock at night. It's a recipe for disaster. And I was in the event planning space. So I Mm -hmm get it. Like it, it's just, you're going to burn out so quickly and you're yep. going to hate what you're due at some point because it's just this constant, like you reacting to things instead of being proactive. And it's, yeah, that's a productivity killer for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So the sooner you can start that, the better. Yes. <laughs> okay. You mentioned your end of day. Yeah. So you oh, walk through that a little bit? <laughs> this was a game changer. Um, okay. So preface to this, I actually use an iPad for note-taking. This was also a game changer. I could talk about this for hours, but I use the iPad and the Apple Pencil with GoodNotes. So I'm able to keep all of my notes in one space. Each client has their own notebook. Each month has its own notebook. Um, Each team member has their own notebook. So like everything's really organized. Now, if you don't have this, this process will still work. You just have to then collect all of your sticky notes and 
13 notebooks that she wrote in throughout the day. (laughs) Um, So basically the the three P's of productivity is my end of day and it is process, plan, and prepare. Um, So that process stage really is taking everything that happened throughout the day, all of your notes, your sticky notes, looking through emails, whatever you did throughout the day and making sure if there are action items that still need to happen, that they get added to your project management tool, your task list, whatever that looks like, so they don't get forgotten. Um, If you have any kind of calendar things that came out of that, like say you were on a client call and they're like, we need to schedule another call, make sure you're sending calendar invites. Um, But you're really just processing and downloading everything that happened. Make sure that things are not slipping through the cracks. Um, so after you've kind of done that, and that's the, that's the biggest part of this because most of us take a lot of notes and write a lot of things down and do a lot throughout the day, <laughs> especially entrepreneurs. We, I swear we do more in a day than most people do in like a whole week. But, <laughs> um, after that, the next piece is planning. And this is, this was a crucial change for me to plan the night before, um, and basically look at my Google calendar see what was on the calendar, see if anything needed to be shifted, if I needed to add buffer time, um, and really like map that out. And then also look at between my calls, any gaps that I had, what tasks were on my list that had to be done. Um, So essentially I'm like writing down the timeline of the day that I'm planning on having tomorrow. And then the prepare piece sounds a lot like planning, but I use this as Anything that I'm doing from a meeting standpoint or a task standpoint, are there pieces or things that I need to have for those things to happen? So if I have a podcast I'm recording, have I gotten the outline ready? If I have a client call, do I have their notebook up and ready with bullet points on there ready to go? Um, If I have a meeting with my team, do I have that notebook up with bullet points of what we're going to talk about? So I'm really preparing any materials and things that I need to execute the things that are on my list essentially. Um, and honestly, when I put this in place, oh my gosh, first off, I felt like I could shut things off. I knew I still had 8,000 tasks when I turned business off, but I had a plan and I could shut it off and turn my brain off. And then the next day I could hit the ground running because I already have a list and I know what I'm working on instead of trying to figure that out at 9am when everything's coming at you, you got emails and people and Voxer and then the plan goes out the window and you're like, wait, it's 2 PM and I got nothing done, (laughs) (laughs) which is what I did before I did the three P's of productivity. (laughs) Oh yeah. That sounds like my life most of the time because Uh I do like I will. Well, my biggest thing is I, I can kind of shut down at night for a little like block of time from the time, like kind of about the time the kids go to bed until I go to bed is kind of like when I can shut my brain off for a little while. But as soon as my head hits the pillow, the wheel starts spinning. And so I just keep like a little notepad next to my bed and I will roll over and I'll turn my phone on to have some light and I'll write down whatever it is. It's in my head. Like, Oh, don't forget to call such and such place. Or, you know, like I've been dealing with, you know, trying to get my car in for a a repair thing. So I was like, okay, I need to call about this. I need to do this. And all those thoughts that come up, I'm like, it would be so nice to have those already out of my brain (laughs) because there is something about getting it out of your head onto either a paper or like you mentioned the iPad thing. Like there's something about that physical writing it out that helps to close that tab for a little while, or at least minimize it for until the next day. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. And again, like I know that I have so many tasks that need to be done in my business. Even when I shut down, I'm like, oh, cool. There's still 80,000 things to do. But now I know I have a plan. It's mapped out and I can turn it off because I know it's been planned and it's not like hanging out there or that I took a note in a client notebook and forgot to send them something or schedule a thing. And then I'm double booking myself. So that processing piece, honestly, it, it, that it, the anxiety, like you were talking about at night, like it completely minimized that after I started putting this in place in my business for sure. So then is that kind of like, once you do this, your end of day routine, and then you just kind of shut down for the night. You don't open emails. You don't. Nope. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's nope. the key is now, like, I still scroll social media typically oh yeah. for personal, not business, but then it mixes. We all know, we all know how this goes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I try realistically. To yeah. Email, and if I'm checking it, I'm not responding. Right. Like again, those boundaries. But when I shut down at five or six o'clock, whatever that looks like, four o'clock, three o'clock, you know, different every day. <laughs> Whatever I shut down, I'm shutting down. Like I'm yeah. trying not to get back into anything for sure. Cause that's the biggest struggle I had when I left my teaching job and went full time oh, was 100%. I thought like, cause when you have a nine to five and you walk out that door, even though you may be thinking about things or you may bring a little project home or whatever, that's it is not problem the same. until you come back. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about that physical walking away but when it is you and your laptop most of the time, and that laptop can be with you or your phone that can be with you wherever, yep. <laughs> there is no clock out time. And so I love the idea of having this sort of routine. You know, I talked um, recently about with someone about like having like a bedtime routine as far as like shutting your brain off. Cause I have really been struggling with like the, the not getting the hamster to get off the wheel at night. Sure. And so she was like, you need to have something that signals to your body and your brain that you are done. And our brains need that. And so this is a perfect way to do that for the workday to be like, okay, it is 5.30, you know, kids are home, husband's on his way home from work. It's time to start dinner. It's time to shut down. And we need to have sort of this like marker. Yeah, the trigger. I love it. Um, Okay, I was going to ask really quick, you mentioned the iPad thing. Can I want to selfishly ask about that for a second. So what was the app you used for that? Um, I use GoodNotes. I also have heard Notability is pretty good, but I love GoodNotes because it essentially allows you to create a separate notebook for each client. They can be color-coded. So I actually have a folder and then inside that folder, I have a notebook for each client. And then I have a business folder. And within those, it's all the different like monthly notes and team members and things like that. But um, it lets you keep the tabs open at the top. So this really helps me at the end while I'm processing. I just leave all my tabs open until I'm done. And then I basically go notebook by notebook and scroll through. And I'm like, okay, did I forget anything? Did I miss anything? Does anything need to go into Asana? And then I'll close that one out. And then I go on to the next one. And I basically am processing my notes throughout the day. Um, so yeah, good notes is my absolute favorite. And I think the Apple pencil, it depends on which iPad you have and all that fun stuff, but yeah, it's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, so I'm a notebook, like I have notebooks upon notebooks and sticky notes oh, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the problem is that I will go through and be like, well, where did I write that down at? And yep. I just kind of grab like right now, like with my podcast interviews, I have a design notebook for interviews where I write down all of my interview notes, but then I have another one that's just kind of like general ideas. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, okay, wait, did I write that today? Or did I write that last week? Was I thinking about this? So I like the idea. I definitely need to get more organized and in it's those searchable things. and I have terrible handwriting in here and it's still searchable. So it's nice. a game changer. <laughs> okay. So when you're doing all these things, let's go through like the process, yeah. the plan, prepare. So when you said when you're processing, you're just kind of going through and making sure you haven't missed anything that either needs to 
be kind of wrapped up or that needs to happen the next day. So are you kind of, is that when you're making your to-do list for the next day in a sense? So that's the planning piece, the processing. I'm literally going through like all the notes I've taken. And if it has a star or it's highlighted, I'm making sure that it's made it to where it needs to go. If it's some kind of action item, I'm making sure it needs to go where it goes. And then I'm using that time to plan out my day after I've kind of like it's basically like the brain dumping and downloading everything that's happened. And you're like, okay, cool. Now it's ready. Now I can plan what tomorrow is because I've already taken care of today. So the processing is kind of wrapping up any loose ends from the day. Okay. And then the planning is when you're going, okay, here's what needs to happen next. So like if tomorrow is a um, business operations day, here's the things I need to be working on. And then the prepare is like, what, what items do I need or what things need to be ready for us to successfully accomplish that. that. Yep. I love that. That's really awesome. I'll even even keep my, I'll even open my tabs and I'm like, okay, cool. These are the things I'm working on. Like I'm going to open these so that it's already ready to go. I'll open my notebook tabs so that it's ready to go. This also helps when, you know, life happens and kids wake up late or miss the bus and you're like, oh crap, (laughs) I'm going into my nine o'clock and I don't know if I'm ready because then you already know you're ready because you did it the night before. <laughs> that's pretty smart. I like that. Yeah. Cause it never fails. And I'm like, Oh, that's not till like noon. I've got plenty of time. And then and the then next thing I know noon. it's 11. Yeah. It's 1145. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. So it helps with all of that. Now it's a habit you're going to have to put in place and you're going to have to consistently do. I tell people, especially my coaching clients, I'm like, put it in your calendar, like literally put three P's of productivity at the time you want to stop working on repeat and make sure that you're doing it. Um, I've got it down to a science, obviously. So it's about a 30 minute process for me, probably would take about an hour for people as they're starting to like use this process. Um, but then the more you use it, the more you kind of get in the flow and it just works. So, so does this work? Cause I know like you work with clients kind of, you know, one-on-one. So you were talking about like, you have like your little notebooks for each client where you go in, you write, you have your notes that you're taking. Yeah. What about for people who maybe aren't used to taking notes or don't, or their business is a little bit more like free form where it's kind of like, okay, they're doing this, this minute and they're doing this another time. And they're maybe not really jotting down those notes. Do you have anything you recommend for those kind of people to get to this point or like steps to kind of get to where like you are used to? to keeping up with these things? I mean, I think anything, even if it's on your phone and it's like the notes app within your phone to take notes down, you're, you're still able to process those and say like, oh, these are the notes I took today on my phone while I was out and on the go. Um, you're still able to then say, I need to add that to my calendar. I need to do this. I need to add this to my task list. Um, so whatever really works for you. And if you, if notebooks is your thing, do it, but you need one notebook. Like I work with so many people. They're like, Oh yeah, I have like 17 notebooks and like 47 sticky notes. And I have no idea where I wrote anything. And I'm like, all right, we're going to start. And maybe three, maybe you have three notebooks. Maybe you have a BCO notebook, right? So you really do have to customize this to you, your strategy, your big picture, your working style. So there's a lot that goes into it for sure. But, um, it honestly just whatever works for you, you've got to start taking notes and keeping them in one spot. Yeah. I love, and I said, I mentioned earlier, I love notebooks, but my favorite thing is because I also really like like fun pens. Like I've got a really cool (laughs) color, like gel pens. Like I've got my favorite pens. They have different colors and all the highlighting and like pen thicknesses. You have lots of options. Okay. I'm going to have to play (laughs) around with that. Um, but I will say like one of the best things I started doing was cause I, I would go to like target and I'd walk down the little notebook aisle and they'd have all these cute notebooks with the inspirational covers 
but they're just like a bunch of pages. So I would buy like the little stick on tabs and I would divide my notebook into, okay, this is for podcast episodes. This is for client work. This is for, and so I would, at least in my notebook, I did have the different sections. Yeah. Um, and I would try to, I'm going to sound so nerdy. I would pick one color pen for the day. So like today <laughs> is orange. So every okay. note I'm taking in my notebook, whatever section it's in, I'm writing with an orange pen, but tomorrow yep. it may be purple or the next day it might be green. So for whatever reason, that's how my brain works, which when I say it out loud, sounds really dorky. No. <laughs> No, I, like I told you, I was like the color coded sticky note, crazy person. So I totally get it. But when I transitioned a system like that into the iPad, it just, it was so much easier for me. So there's no going back for me, but even that is a step in the right direction because you've got tabs and color coding. So, you know, like, Oh, this was one day, this was the next day. Um, so again, you have to customize it or else you're not going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's a really smart idea. And I'm, and I like, I mean, everything is going to have to become a habit. Like at some point, if this is not something you're already doing, you're going to have to slowly build up to it. And I, I always like to remind people like where you're at, like the way that you're talking about your process and how you do this, you've been working this for a while overnight. Yeah. Yeah. No, it has to start with like, start with one little thing. Maybe you start just by having a notebook where you put down your information for the day because you're keeping it all in your head currently. And that's not a safe place. So we all know that's not a safe place. Um, <laughs> or yeah. maybe <laughs> and it, you fill it up and then you have like no creative space and you yeah. feel drained all the time because you're like thinking it's like ping pong in your head. You're like, wait, do this, sign this, send this to this client, call her. Like, it's just, it's so stressful. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree there. Like I said earlier, there's something magical about when you can take it out of your head and put it on a piece of paper or on an iPad or whatever the format is. It, yep. something magical happens. You get to minimize that tab for a while. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, just start, start small. I mean, don't, I always like to say like, anytime we have guests on that are sharing like these amazing tips, like I don't ever want somebody to listen to this and feel even more overwhelmed. Just yeah, what no, would you say I, is like five step years one. Yeah. Step one is literally just finding, I would say turning off notifications. That's first, like that is the biggest productivity killer that and email. Um, but as far as note-taking, like start with one notebook. That's it. Like start with one notebook, start taking notes in one spot, really condense that, hide the rest of them, hide the rest of your notebooks. Cause I know we're all like, we all just want to grab them and use all the pretty <laughs> ones, like hide the rest of them. Um, and really just try to simplify that. That's really the first step. Like you have to just simplify like your intake process and how you're doing that. Um, before you can start like mapping out all of this other stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, you've given us so much to think about and I am so appreciative. So let's, to to wrap up, let's tell everybody kind of where they can find you, learn more about you, get to know you better, even work with you. Awesome. Um, so I hang out on Instagram the most it's at Brittany consulting. Um, you can see all things twins and puppies and cake decorating and business productivity tips. Um, my website is processforprofit.co. And then, um, we actually, I have a group coaching program. It's called hustle to flow. It's helping entrepreneurs stop the hustle (laughs) and be productive. Um, we actually have a $7 for seven day trial if they want to check that out. So I'll pop over the link for you. Awesome. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you love this process and you want to get into that, reach out to Brittany, go try out her $7, seven day free trial of her, um, hustle to flow group. And 
This has been amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you I'll so have much for having me. Of course. I'll have all your links down in the show notes. So people don't have to try to remember or write in their right. notebook that you just heard. <laughs> right. Put it, you got to take action on it. Take action. Yeah, there you go. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be in touch soon. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week. Same time, same place.